Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Wednesday morning and it's a pretty disappointing morning indeed after Arsenal's defeat last night in the Champions League away at Lons in France. So we'll get stuck into that in today's episode. We'll look at some of the big talking points. Look at what Mikel Arteta has to say. I'll give my player ratings at the end of it as I didn't do one last night after the game. Uh, and yeah, so we'll get stuck into that very, very quickly. But before we do that, just to say... Uh, this week's Inside Arsenal Extra Time with myself and James Benj, of course, that is going to be recorded a little bit later on today. So if you want to get in any questions for myself or James for that show, then leave them as comments to, down below in the bottom of this video and uh, I'll, we'll take a look through some of those. We'll begin recording it pretty much in a few hours. It's going to go out obviously later tonight, about five o'clock, six o'clock, but we're recording it in a few hours. So uh, yeah, if you do watch this pretty early on, then you do want your question or a comment or opinion, something like that debated in the show then do reply to this in the comments below and we'll go through them okay right let's get on to last night's game shall we really disappointing one for Arsenal losing 2-1 a game that they had firmly in their grasp and they just managed to let it slip away which was really really disappointing because they started well they got themselves in front and then as I said they just basically let it drift away from them and they got punished by a long side who I knew were going to be a really, really difficult opposition going into it. I was so surprised ahead of the game at some of the things I was reading on, again, I always say I'm so surprised, but then on social media, I'm never surprised. That doesn't really, I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I just, I, I was just really, really shocked at how it felt like so many people felt that this was a breeze and that Arsenal were going to be playing 
some basically some League One team from from England that they were going to cruise past and they could rest everyone for. It's just it was always going to be such a difficult game. Yes, Lons have had a difficult start to the season, but this is a team that finished second, only one point behind PSG last season. Who out of nineteen league games, won seventeen, drew one, and lost one. Who had the best defensive record in France? You know, they're not they're no mugs by any means. They lost a couple of players, yes, but they are no mugs by any means, especially at home where they are so so strong. You go anywhere in Europe. You're going to have a really difficult game away from home. You know, Arsenal struggled away from home in the Europa League, and this is a Champions League. This is another level, and this was Lons' huge night, their first game in this competition for 21 years. Um, it was just always going to be a really difficult game. So I was, I was really surprised at how many people thought Lons were going to be pushovers. You know, I was expecting a difficult match, and it was exactly that. It played in a real intense atmosphere. You know, people who were there, reporters I know who were there, said it was one of the best atmospheres they've heard in a European away game. It was really intense, really hostile. Lons fed off that. Um, and in the end, I think they probably just about deserved their win. I say that, I don't know, a draw probably would have been more of a fair result. You know, Arsenal, they got themselves in front and they were comfortable. They started the game well and they scored with Gabriel Jesus, which was a really nice finish from Jesus. Saka set him up. Arsenal sort of seized on a defensive error from Lons. And at that point, they looked really, really comfortable and you felt like they'd go on and get the second goal and then conceded a really, really sloppy one that, you know, it was a brilliant goal, fair play to Lons, but it was just poor the way. It was a, from a clearance from Raya, who was trying to find Tommy Asu out on the right on the halfway line. The, you know, it was, it was not the best of clearances from Raya. I thought Tommy Asu was on his, you know, was kind of just sat back expecting it a little bit, whereas the Lons defender read the situation well when he was on his on the front foot. Tommy Asu was on his back foot and... um and the Lons guy got there, but from then on, it was just brilliant from Lons. You know, the, the passing, the control, the layoff, and then the finish was just absolutely exceptional. You know, they'll try that 25 times again, and they probably won't score it. But they did it in the real key moment yesterday, and they took the goal really, really well. And suddenly, a game that Arsenal were in control of, it slips away from him. It was 1-1, Lons were on the front foot, and then Bakaya Saka got injured, which... I, me and James will talk about this a lot more in Inside Arsenal Extra Time today. I thought we'd, we'd have a really good debate about it. So, you know, I will talk about it a little bit now, but I'm going to talk about it more in depth in that um, show later on today with James. But obviously there was lots of talk ahead of the game about Bakai Saka and his injury. And um, I'll just go flick through to see what Mikel's saying here. This is um, what he said about the injury. He said he tried to backheel the ball in the first half and felt something. It was something muscular and he was uncomfortable to carry on. So he had to take him off. On the seriousness of Saka's injury, he said, we don't know anything more than that. Obviously, it was big enough for him not to continue to play the game. And that's a worry for us. He was then asked if he's going to be fit enough for Sunday. He said, I have no clue. I don't know. Um, he continued, as you'd imagine, he was asked, you know, do you regret playing Bukai Saka in this game? Because all the talk ahead of the game, obviously, was should Saka be rested? He'd limped off against Bournemouth at the weekend. You know, he'd limped off against Tottenham in the league game before that as well. So he hadn't finished the previous two league games because of injury. So all the talk was about resting Saka for this one. He was asked if he had any regrets about starting Saka. He said, no, it was a knock that he picked up. Um, it was a knock that he picked up the other day against Bournemouth, he means, and he was perfectly fine after that. It wasn't an action. It was a backheel that can produce this type of injury. Let's see what the extent of it afterwards and then not too late. Um, when asked if the injury was you know, in relation to what he the issues he suffered against Spurs and Bournemouth. He said they were more knocks than other things. The last few he had, he hasn't really missed games. We gave him a break against Brentford in the Carabao Cup. And that was all. And as you can imagine, there's been a lot of reaction to it. Uh, if you know, I've got just a selection of what you guys have sent in 
um, overnight following Saka's injury, one from Chris and Saka went off injured. This is why he needed a rest. Uh, KK Farber says, what is the point of having Reese Nelson sign a contract extension then refuse to play him even if you protect Saka for the biggest game of the season? Arteta is big-headed and clueless. DJ Frisky said, we just knew Saka was going to come off injured. Complete mismanagement for Arteta. And Daniel says the same sort of thing. Saka to miss Man City. Thanks to Arteta, he is now injured. He didn't need to play. No man management. When we will, when will we protect Bakaya Saka? And I absolutely understand all of those comments. My thing of it, and I said this yesterday, you know, I think Saka definitely needs more rotation. He needs to be rested at times. Arteta needs to pick the opportunity well to rest Saka. He plays him too much. He keeps him on long enough. Personally, my opinion, and it's just my opinion, obviously, I know everyone else has got different opinions. I don't think last night was a game to rest him. I think if he was going to rest him, he should have done it against Bournemouth. You know, this is Tuesday night. Man City's on Sunday. There's five games different. This is a Champions League match. It's Arsenal's second game in the Champions League. They haven't qualified. Nowhere near qualified. I just don't think you rest your best players in the Champions League in the second game in the group stage when you're really, really going for it. You know, Saka's injury against Bournemouth, the issue of forced off, that was an impact problem. You know, that was a foot injury from from a tackle. This one yesterday was a, it clearly looked like a hamstring. It was a muscle injury. I don't really see how they're related, to be honest. He was fit from, you know, the impact injury was fine. He's been training all week. He's been fine. So I'm not sure. I don't really buy into the he should have been rested last night in that game. I think he should have been rested, but he probably should have been rested against Bournemouth and Maybe not. And, you know, if he did start against Bournemouth, which he did, he should have been taken off as soon as Arsenal made it 3-0. And as soon as that penalty from Kai Havertz goes in, then you take him off. That's where Arteta needs to manage his minutes better. I think when you've got a player as good as Bukayo Saka and as absolutely essential to the team as Bukayo Saka, as we saw last night after he went off injured, the drop-off in form and drop-off in quality in Arsenal's attack, I don't really think you can rest him too much, especially not in big, big Champions League game. You know, everyone was saying, oh, it's only Lons. I, I just didn't get that argument. It's like, they're a good team. They're a very good team. At home, especially, they're really, really good. I don't think you can really rest your best players. Real Madrid didn't rest Jude Bellingham last night against uh, Napoli. You know, when a player is that essential to the team, I think you, you play them in those big, big games. It's the other games that you need to sort of focus on in rotate, rotating and give them minutes. You know, did he really need to play against Bournemouth? No, Arsenal would have had enough to win that game against Bournemouth about Bakaya Saka. You know, and even if you do play him, take him off as soon as it goes 3-0. Don't leave him on for 75 minutes. And then, you know, then he gets an, an injury issue after that. So I think that's more my opinion on it. Again, it's just my opinion. I know plenty of you all disagree with me, but I don't look at it as last night as the mistake of playing Saka. You know, I think there was if he was injured, if he was fine to play, which obviously the medical staff believed he was, then I don't really see why he'd rest him in that match. There's five games before Manchester City on Sunday. You know, it's ample time to recover. I just think you rest him against Bournemouth. That's when you pick and choose. Um, you're giving your players minutes. And like the, one of the comments was about Reese Nelson, you know, play Reese Nelson against Bournemouth. Why Why can't he start that game? Why can't Emil Smith-Rowe start that game um, against Bournemouth? Fabio Vieira was on the bench against Bournemouth. He was fit enough to be on the bench. Why can't he start that game? I don't, I'm not sure Saka needs to start that one. But for me... I think, you know, I have no issue with him starting last night. Obviously, it's a massive blow for him to get the injury. And now it's a big, big worry ahead of Manchester City. Obviously, when the last couple of games when he's gone off injured with like the foot or ankle injuries, he's managed to be fit 
for the following game. He's really durable. He's got remarkable powers of recovery, seemingly, Bukayo Saka. This one feels a little bit different because it's a muscle injury. It looked like a hamstring. And if it's a hamstring, as we've seen with Gabriel Martinelli, there's no quick fix from that. There's no sudden, you know, amazing recovery gets you fit for the next game, especially when you're a player like Bukayo Saka who relies on that pace and um, acceleration. And, you know, if you're risking, if you're 70, 80% fit, which a lot of players are when they play matches, you can maybe get through them if it's an ankle problem or something like that. But if it's a hamstring, you can't and you're risking further damage. So well, what remains to be seen, obviously the team will be coming back. They'll be at Colney now. They'll be doing all their recovery and all the checks will be taking place. But yeah, it is a worry, no doubt about that. And, um, you know, as much as disappointing as the result was last night, I think certainly Saka's injury with that Manchester City game ahead. That's a big, big worry. But let me know what you guys think. I know lots of you are going to disagree with me and feel like he should have been rested yesterday, but... Not for, not for me. I, I, I wasn't surprised he started. I thought he'd start and I thought it was probably the right decision to start him. I just think he should have been rested previously against Bournemouth if you're going to rest a player ahead of that. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, this is what Mikel had to say about the game. He's asked if the travel disruption on the way there sort of made any sort of difference in the in the performance. He said, no, let's not put excuses. First of all, congratulations to Lons. They're a really good side, really well coached. We knew it was going to be a really tough match. We started the game straight away, got a grip of it, scored the goal, the most difficult thing. We were in total control of the game. One isolated situation we conceded and it was game on. We started the second half really good again, had a huge chance with Leo to put it 2-1. Not only that, we were preparing the subs as well. Tommy Asper has a big chance and then they go out the other way and score a goal. The difference between today and PSV is clear. The difference was in the boxes. We had four or five big chances and didn't put them away and we didn't defend the boxes well enough. It's true that there were moments in the second half we struggled to be more of a threat in the final third and attacks put certain spaces. Otherwise, they defend those numbers really good. And that's something to take for the next game. Yeah, and he's right. You know, as bad as Arsenal were, and I thought they were bad in the second half, I think Saka going off really, really impacted and they didn't have much pace. They didn't have any pace. And I think Lons could sense that they were quite comfortable at the back and that allowed them to grow into the game a little bit in that second half. I don't think they were particularly threatening Lons, but they were just so clinical. The two goals they scored were fantastic finishes. And when you look at Arsenal, they had big, big chances in that game. Even if they didn't play that well, they had some massive chances and they didn't take them. Arteta referenced the Leandro Trossard one right at the start of the second half when he went through. Keeper saved it, should have scored. Um, Tommy Asu, just before Lons made it 2-1, had that absolute sitter pretty much from the corner you put came in totally unmarked 10 yards out 
on the half volley. He puts it straight to the keeper. Anywhere else, that's a goal. And within a couple of minutes, Lon's gone down the other end of the pitch and scored. And as Arteta said, he was about to bring the subs on. But before those subs could come on, which you think, I think would have definitely given Arsenal more of a foothold in the game because they were better after the substitutes came on, I thought. But before he could get them on the pitch, Lons had scored because the ball hadn't gone out of play. So those sort of things worked against Arsenal. And even in the last minute, Brees Nelson had that chance that the defender did brilliantly to block, which made it, made it 2-2. And I think a draw would have been a fair result. I think when you look at the chances Arsenal created, the quality of the chances that they created, um, I think, you know, no one could have argued had a draw been the draw been a result, but it wasn't. It was a defeat. And now Arsenal are in a little bit of trouble in the group. They're on three points. The second, luckily, PSV and Sevilla drew yesterday. It was a late equaliser for PSV, so they can remain behind Arsenal in the group. But, you know, Arsenal got a really tricky away game in Sevilla next, and they need to get something from that. Because if they don't, then they're going to be under a huge amount of pressure going into the final three games of the group stages and it's what the Champions League's about and you know everyone said it when the draw came out oh it's an easy draw it's just like it's madness to think that there's no easy games in Europe let alone in the Champions League and you know Arsenal went to PSV last season got absolutely steamrolled over there and they've got to go there again in a, in a few weeks time so that's not going to be easy and yeah it's just a bit of an eye-opener I thought yesterday and uh, it just was a really, really disappointing night all round. And um, but let me know what you guys think. And again, if you want any me and James to discuss this, we're going to talk about it far more in depth in our show a little bit later on today. Then do let us know in the comments below. Okay, before I go, I'll go through my player ratings from last night. As you can imagine, they weren't great. David Raya, obviously, it, it was an error from him. It was a poor clearance that led to the first goal. Um, I don't look at it as a monumental error. We see those sort of things happen all the time. It was, you know, it wasn't like he passed it out like Andre Nana did yesterday for Manchester United. On the just total sidetracking here, it's really the, one of the most annoying things about Arsenal losing last night is it, you couldn't get to really revel in the fact that Manchester United's crisis deepened even more with that home defeat against Galatasaray. You should be absolutely allowed to laugh at them an awful lot at the moment, but because Arsenal lost, it's quite hard to do that, which is annoying. Um, but, you know, that clearance from Anana that led to the penalty. That was a horrible, horrible goalkeeping mistake. When you look at Raya's one, it was up towards the halfway line. It was still a long way away from the goal. It wasn't a disaster of a ball, but it could have done better. And I do think Tommy Asu was a little bit flat-footed as well, so he has to take some responsibility. But from then on, it was just a brilliant goal from, from Lons. But other than that, I thought Raya still played very, very well. I thought he came and claim, claimed the cross as well. I thought his passing, his distribution was good, apart from that one clearance, but that was a bit disappointing. So I give him a six. Tommy Asu um, was in for Ben White there was one really good opportunity just before half time when he got in on the overlap. It was pretty much the only time he did it. He actually did a bit of a Ben White overlap, got in and asked him about four players in the box and he got the cross all wrong. And it was like, that's when you need Ben White playing in that position. Um, and, you know, you know what you're going to get with Tommy and he was defensively, he was pretty sound. I thought for, for the majority of the game on some good headers, but it just doesn't provide that threat down the right hand side that Ben White does. So, uh, I gave Tommy a six. Saliba and Gabriel I thought were good, although both of them will probably be a bit disappointed with the space both of the um, Lons goal forwards had to score their goals. Um, you know, Saliba sort of dropped off a little bit on both of them. And so I, I've got to sort of mark them down a little bit. I'll give them both a six, I think, for that. Zinchenko was weird. I thought on, on the ball in the first half, he was very, very good when he had it. But... Lons definitely exploited the space that he was leaving behind. It was a clear tactic from Lons. The second goal that they scored came from that space down the down Arsenal's sort of left-back channel. When Zinchenko going forward, moving into midfield, and Lons got in down there, they really looked to attack that space. And 
Um, yeah, defensively, he was caught out a little bit. So, gave Zinchenko a five. Odegaard, I thought, played pretty well in the first half and faded completely in the second half. Gave him a five. Declan Rice was my man of the match. I thought he was the best Arsenal player again uh, by quite a distance, to be honest. I gave him a seven. Havertz, a couple of nice things. A volley that was close to making it 2-0 in the first half. Set up the chance to Trossard in the second half. But you just want to see a little bit more aggressiveness. I think you need that. You, the more I see Havertz in this left eight role, and I know it's still early days, but looking at it, I just think just not doing enough in that role. I think if you're going to play Havertz, for me, you play him as a false nine at the moment. Um, I just think he's not got that intensity or that aggressiveness in midfield that you really need in that position. I think Arsenal are really lacking. As soon as Smith-Rowe came on yesterday, I just thought he offered an awful lot more. And he did against Bournemouth. He just gets into those positions. He causes problems. He gets on the ball. He drives with it. He shows a little bit of intent. Just not seeing that enough from Havertz at the moment. And when I, the more I look at it and the more I want Havertz to play as the false nine if he plays... Um, but actually, to be honest, I'd just rather him be on the bench at the moment rather than starting. So Havertz, I gave six. Trossard, I thought was really poor. He had that good chance in the second half. Other than that, he just wasn't in the game at all. Um, I gave Trossard a four. Saka, it's tough to really mark. He set up the goal. So he still, you know, he had a goal involvement once again, but he went off before half time. So I'm not really going to give Saka a mark. And Jesus took his goal really well. Really good finish, but he faded a little bit in the second half. I thought he got a bit frustrated. He was in a bit of a battle with the defender. Looked to be getting a bit frustrated. So I gave him a six. Of the subs that came on, you know, Nelson Vieira came on. He was on for the longest, came on for Saka. Just didn't really do much at all, really. Vieira, I didn't think, didn't have the best of the game. I gave him a five. The rest of them, uh, Smith Rowe, I thought was bright. He had a couple of shots that were saved and just looked like he was trying to make things happen in the short time he was on the pitch. More minutes, please. Just give him a, just give him more minutes. Play him instead of Kai Havertz for me. Um, certainly in some games, he needs to be given more opportunities from the start for me because he's looking bright. He's looking like he's going to make things happen when he's on the pitch. So I gave Ben White, uh, sorry, I mean, it was six. The rest of them, not really going to mark, to be honest. And if, I, if I do, they're just an average five at best. All right, everyone, that's it from me this morning. Thank you very much for watching or listening wherever you are around the world. And again, look out for Inside Arsenal Extra Time, which is coming later this uh, uh, this evening, early uh, late afternoon, early evening, probably about five or six o'clock UK times. Keep your eyes peeled for that. And again, if you want to get any questions or comments discussed on that show, leave them in the comments below and we'll go through them a little bit later on. Until then, everyone, have a very good day. Thank you for watching. Speak to you soon. 